0: Welcome to the Proclaimed Columbus podcast. We are on a mission to equip people throughout the diocese to be missionary disciples.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Proclaim Columbus podcast. I'm Liz, and I'm here today with my amazing co-host, Abby. Hey, Abby, what's up?
0: Hey, I sound really like a man today, but right. we're great.
1: Okay, great. We're glad you're here with us. <laughs> yep, we're here. Um, and we have a special guest in studio with us today. We have Father Adam Streitenberger. Hello, Father.
2: Hello, welcome. How are you? <laughs> great.
1: <laughs> so um, we're kind of in a transitional period here. Father Adam has uh, recently moved into a new role, and um, both at the evangelization office and at our um, Buckeye Catholic Newman Center. Um, so, yeah, do you want to—what's um, your What's your actual title? So what do we call you now?
2: Well, I'm vicar for evangelization and, and um, chaplain slash executive director of the Newman Center. Nice.
0: That's so long. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and I even shortened it because it's
2: (laughs) St. Thomas More Newman Center at The Ohio State University. Oh, my gosh. Right. So then we just shortened it to (laughs)
0: Buckeye Catholic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, all right, well, how's it going?
2: It's going great, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So you've been in that role, what, since summer?
2: Well, yeah, I've been um, since July of 2022, I was um, appointed – the executive director at the Newman Center, and then the vicar for evangelization, I believe, was in March of 2023.
1: Yep, so. that sounds right. Yeah, very good. And so, so what does that mean? So, vicar for evangelization. What will what will you do?
2: Yeah. So, um, a lot of it. So, a lot of it is um, guiding the vision for evangelization. So. Uh, both Bishop Brennan and Bishop Fernandez have kind of set this trajectory that evangelization is um, sort of the es- essential for the Diocese of Columbus, and, um, and Bishop Fernandez has been very convinced of the direction that we were going under Bishop Brennan. And um, so my role is really to, to kind of help to guide that vision um, and to... Um, make sure that we're being faithful to it, but also um, as it evolves um, in different areas um, to kind of be there to speak into it. So a lot of it, I think a lot of it is vision driving. I think also um, there is sort of the collective memory. I'm kind of the collect, you know, where, from whence we came and, you know, to where we're going. Um, And then also it's, um, it's, I think, important. At least, for, it was very important for Bishop Fernandez that there be a priest who is involved in the diocese direction for evangelization. Um, one that's great to help to advocate for priests um, that there is a priest there, um, but also um, it kind of it it kind of helps um, keep it within kind of the the larger church, you know. With the with the priest that's kind of also involved in the process. So, but a lot a lot of this has um, happened because it really was not possible for me to continue as director of evangelization because it's really that there's a lot of office work, day to day office work downtown as um, senior director for evangelization. So the senior director for evangelization. Bishop has appointed Mar- Dr. Marlon de la Torre, and I'm sure you'll have him on here if you haven't already. Um, but that role um, oversees the Office of Evangelization, which steers a lot of sort of the institutional um, evangelization, so promoting evangelization in the parishes and the Catholic schools, kind of officially working with apostolates, especially apostolates connected to parishes and schools. Um, and then also, um, well, the you know kind of the larger umbrella, and that as senior director of evangelization, what I was doing was also overseeing the office of missions, so all of the diocese relationship with foreign missions, um, and then also the marriage and family life office, which deals with marriage preparation primarily, but also the larger um, pastoral issues um, surrounded by you know, surrounding marriage. Um, But in addition to that, now Marlon will be taking on um, responsibilities for overseeing Latino ministry. So really bringing that and incorporating that into um, evangelization, um, ethnic ministries, so to work especially with um, other immigrant groups that are here in the diocese. and um, I think he'll be involved in some other offices. Now, one one of the other big things, too, um, that was under the evangelization office from day one, um, um, when I started it, or at least very early on, um, was parish catechesis, which is... Um, uh, and, and, and with that, youth ministry and young adult ministry. And um, we, we really, you know, my expertise is not in catechesis, and it's not in youth ministry. Um, but Dr. De La Torre really has has a lot of experience with catechesis, and in fact, that is that is kind of, I think, his expertise. Um, so what I think what's really exciting is having him here, he can kind of flesh out and build out the catechesis part um, of our um, missionary disciple formation um, in evangelization. So... Um, so I'll continue to work with Dr. De La Torre, and we're, we're um, meeting weekly, and we talk about vision and direction and and what needs to be built out, and there's a lot of exciting things, I think, that are going to happen in the next year um, um, through the evangelization office. I think there, there will be a lot more on catechesis, on youth ministry, and on some of these other areas that... Um, I, I wouldn't say we're completely neglected, but we we maybe didn't spend as much attention on um, as we could have. So
1: Yeah, it's like it's time for the next phase of that, right? Like yeah. what you built is amazing <clears throat> and now it's time to take it to the next level. And he seems like the right person to do that. Yeah. So very exciting. So then in your role then at the St. Thomas Moore Newman Center on Ohio mm-hmm. State at campus. Ohio State <laughs> yeah. University. At, at the, the Ohio, Ohio State, Ohio State oh University. <laughs> I should say. Yeah. Um <laughs> So so yeah so that's keeping you very very busy which yeah. was kind of the catalyst for all of this in the first place. So so um what's going on over there what are you doing?
2: Yeah so um so that you know is a big part of the role and of course I think um to kind of connect that it's not I I don't think it's disconnected from the vicar for evangelization role because um the you know young adult population especially the young the the first four years of your young adult, which are, are your college years, is a crucial area for evangelization, and it, you know, it it was it's certainly a priority that we have set in the diocese of Columbus for evangelization. Um, and Ohio State has sixty thousand plus students. Um, you know, they're probably um, they're probably um, I would say somewhere between thirteen to twenty thousand Catholics at the Ohio State University, probably closer to thirteen thousand. But um, so you know, it's an important um, area of evangelization, and um, and then that role kind of also the large. You know, there are twenty-five higher educational facilities in the Diocese of Columbus, so um, trying to reach all of those places has been key. So. What we what we see is Ohio State um, and the Newman Center there as sort of the, a hub for evangelization to university students in the Colum- the immediate Columbus metro area, um, where there are, you know in addition to those sixty thousand, there's probably another fifty thousand um, students outside of like Ohio the State in in Frank well in Franklin County, okay. so like to Columbus State, Franklin University. Capital, Otterbein, um, ODU, these kind of places. So it we we can a, we can actually reach even more than just at OSU. Yeah.
1: So your umbrella really covers all yeah. of that in a sense. Yeah. And
2: and we on the one hand you have to have like kind of boots on the ground at those individual campuses, um, but there's a lot of things that we can kind of do collectively, and part of that is like retreats. Or um, service trips, or um, you know, um, conferences like Seek. Or, yeah, you've you know, taken
1: students on a few yeah. kind of trips, like the Seek conference, yeah. and yeah.
2: And even you know, like we ha- we had through RCIA, we had a Columbus State student and we had a Capital University student come through RCIA at the Newman Center. So there are those kind of things where it kind of helps to have a Newman Center that kind of serves. A larger area, you know.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And then, kind of getting the word out. Yeah. So those students kind of know it's a resource. Yeah.
2: And then, so um, Buckeye Catholic is is the mission that you know the ministry, which includes um, not just what we kind of what we we do through the Newman Center, which would be masses, confession, spiritual direction. Um, Charitable Works, you know. There's a student organization that we've launched um, or relaunched. It it has been there. It's actually one of the older student orgs at Ohio State um, called um, Buckeye Catholic. Um, and what we did is expanded it um, to include um, all these roles of leadership. So with the liturgy, with service, with communications, with um, being ambassadors to incoming students or to students at the branch campuses um community events organizing community events organizing formation events including um, even rcia so you know we we created these scenes there's about 30 40 some roles in this organization um and then also uh buckeye catholic includes not just that but then also what spo and focus does on campus so um, next year, we're going to have eight focus missionaries, and we have, um, I think we're going to have, um, it would be about eight SPO missionaries next year.
1: Nice. So what does, like, what does their role look like then within, like, Buckeye Catholic and yeah. the, the community?
2: So um, we entrust um, the bulk of of disciple formation to SPO or focus. So. Focus um, forms Bible studies, which is sort of an entrance gateway for students, and then as students go through those and kind of commit to Christ, then they provide ongoing formation to them, um, even to the point of missional, what we would call missional training, teaching them how to um, run their own Bible studies. Um, um, SPO... um, invites men and women into small groups, um, either men's groups or women's groups. Um, and as as commitment kind of increases with that, they enter into formation, and part of that formation also includes living in households. So there are, um, I think there are six households. Um, and is
1: that specific to SPO, the household? It is, okay. yeah.
2: At least, yeah, their model. That's kind of the unique thing between them and say, Focus. So, um, and a lot of their formation, uh, SPOs' formation, happens within the context of the household. Um, so they, um, we we really entrust the formation of our students to them. Um, and if you include Bible study in men's and women's groups as formation, we're well over three hundred, almost a four hundred students are in some you know, kind of connected somehow to those two organizations. So That's
1: great. Have you seen yeah. that grow this year since you've been there?
2: Yeah, I think when we came into the year, it was under 300. Okay. So, and um, with SPO, they usually form men's and women's groups either at the beginning of the year or at the beginning of semesters. So you don't see a whole lot of new students, like, entering into those groups. Um because of the consistency of formation like sure they need you to kind of like you know but with focus you know they they're rolling constantly entry. rolling in new students so um but between the two we've seen a lot of growth growth this year um and you know i think um on the lines of kind of growth and things like that so we have two daily masses monday through friday and there are about um i would say routinely Um, Probably sixty-five to seventy students um, at daily masses. Wow, that's Um, amazing! And then we hear there are confessions heard Monday through Friday for an hour, and then on Sunday a half hour before every mass. So there's well over you know there's seven hours of confessions a week, Um, and and it's always a pretty good line. So Um, and mass. I would say on Sunday Mass, our Sunday Mass attendance is about seven hundred um, over four masses, but that's probably ninety eight percent students. So, which it is a pretty um, a pretty big increase from last year. So, when it when it was less a student center and more kind of a, a general population place, um, the student the amount of students going there was very low. Um, we don't have a precise precise number, sure, but yeah. um, it was no more than two hundred. Okay, um, but as low as seventy five. So,
1: and you're looking to I think I saw some plans recently, kind of remodel the worship yeah, space yeah, a so, bit. Newman Center is getting well, a facelift.
2: Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's um, um, we. So the building was is is over fifty years old now, um, and it was not. A well-designed building to begin with, you know, it it is ugly, um, but <laughs> but I think the worst thing of it is not just kind of you know, is that it it really was not laid out well for college ministry. So, mm-hmm. on the first floor currently, so there's a sanctuary, mm-hmm. but you have to walk through it in order to get from one side of the building to the other, and it's not it's not really the most church looking sanctuary. Um, The other big issue is the offices are downstairs in the front of the building, but all of the student space, like for them to hang out or to study or even for social events are upstairs. So you have to go up and, you know, routinely we'll hear like seniors say, you know, I've been here at Ohio State for four years and I didn't realize there was a second floor to this building. Right. You know, um, so it, it you know, it was not, it really was not conducive to mission, you know. Mm-hmm. So in trying to get students to say, like, we were having something after Mass, well, they would just leave. Because they're not going to go upstairs, you know. Mm-hmm. We had to start doing, like, coffee and donuts in the lobbies. Yeah, or, like, um, the parking lot. Even in so order nice. to, like, yeah. even be able to engage students. Um, and then, you know, like, the offices are downstairs, which... If it was a if it was a, if it model, was a traditional yeah. parish, that would make sense. Yeah. But students, they don't for most most part they have no they have no interaction needs with them. Now, yeah. one also one of the great things that has happened in the last year is um, SPO has moved their regional offices to the Newman Center, and also Damascus has their Columbus office at the Newman Center. Okay, um, and so you know we emptied some of the offices as you know there was staff turnover but it's it's been refilled by um, SPO and Damascus so
1: which you're probably better serving the youth of your community definitely right? yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: well it also builds this sort of synergy for mission mm-hmm. and so instead of you know like it's easy for me to to converse with say Andrew Keeby, who's a vice president for um, SPO, um, in their national office, and John Packer Stevenson, who's the the Ohio um, director for SPO, so I can just walk over to their office and we can talk about things. Or if I have a question on like what SPO is doing or what they need, it's that easy. Or the same with Damascus. You know, we can engage very easily with Damascus on you know, hey, what about this? You know, um, Damascus needs help recruiting missionaries and staff yeah. for the summer. Um, and then, you know, their students are very loyal to them. So it's it's great that their students are like, yeah, Damascus is here. This is all this all feels it gives good familiar. continuity of yeah. mission, right? Yeah. I mean yeah.
0: I think important. like it's so easy to be on mission when you see people also living on yeah. this when you have other people living, which is why like SBO Household works so great and Focus has a great model as well. And Damascus has a great model because they all have the same mindset of, okay, we're all on mission. Let's mm-hmm. all do this together.
2: Yeah. Well, and that I think has really helped the traditional Newman Center staff to kind of understand that this they, is what a Newman even Center if you're a, be. a facility yeah. manager or, you know, you're on staff or on mission. Mm-hmm. So, um, but with the design, so we're moving the offices upstairs to what was the social hall. And we're also okay. going to build um, up there, there'll be more Bible study rooms.
1: So like small group space. and Yeah, things. and then also yeah. a
2: classroom space. So one of the things we want to launch in the next year or two is a Newman Institute, which where we would affiliate with some Catholic higher educational um, facility um, to offer accredited courses on kind of Catholic-esque subjects nice. that the students at OSU could take and transfer to Ohio State. Um, so really yeah, what, you know, what big. you can do is you could go to Ohio State and get the same, and I would even argue a better Catholic experience than if you went to a Catholic university. Um, okay. You know, you can take cl- Catholic classes you can go yeah. to mass. And I think that and also like
0: offers, as someone that went to a very Catholic university, I did get a degree in theology. So maybe mm-hmm. these people going to Ohio State, if I went to Ohio State, I would not have gotten a theology degree.
2: Yeah. And,
0: and I just would be say, a heathen. You know, I would, yeah. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> um, but I feel like people that, not like, oh, people that go to Ohio State, I think often, unless you are walking to the Newman Center and see the very lively like Catholic. Things going on on campus, you probably would have no idea that there was a Newman Center because people, Ohio State, obviously people know Ohio State for football and sports and, you know, science and their med school and, you know, all of that. But I think offering like, hey, if you just want to take like even one class of like, hey, if you just want to go learn about the sacraments, like do it. But you can still be a doctor. Like mm-hmm. I think that's really awesome. Yeah, that's a great idea. So then
2: we're ripping out all the offices downstairs and turning it into a student lounge, and it's right on Lane Avenue. And yeah, like right big when you windows. Walk yeah. In. Yeah. yeah, and um, and then there was um, we're also opening a coffee shop. So we're that we're nice. in conversations with the, a local um, coffee company to actually open one of their one of their places there in in the center be so, so cool. come for the coffee yeah, stay so, for jesus no, so it literally. is kind of uh you know it, we I really, really are kind of intentionally have
0: a hey, a <laughs> regional office there
2: hey <laughs> visit
0: your coffee shop we are
2: you know so we're we're trying to really make it feel home yes. for the students and then the sanctuary is being reoriented and um you know it i think it'll it's going to look a little bit nicer. Um, there is the possible, we're, we're thinking about putting a choir loft in too. There's, um, there's a, a space that we can do for that. Um, we really have a great music program. Dr. Uh, Nicole Simmental, who was the organ um, player at the cathedral, the organist at the cathedral is the music director there. Nice. And she started with really zero students in the music program. Wow. Now there's over 40 students that wow. are, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, So that's been another, that I think, I'm hoping um, that the trajectory that the Lord kind of has us on is also that it becomes a place to form parish musicians. So one of the big things, you know, it's student-centered, but then also what we want to do is form Catholics who can go back to parishes, and, and not only kind of uh, be agents of disciple formation from their experience at the Newman Center, but also take on leadership roles in parishes. Like be volunteers, you know, um, teach RCIA, be you know, be music volunteers, you know, these kind of things. That yeah.
1: yeah, I think that's good, and it helps bridge that gap because a lot of our young adults, you know, they graduate from college, and we don't see them again at the parish yeah. level until marriage, usually, and then um, baptism mm-hmm. of their first child. So. Anything that can kind of bridge that gap and and keep them active in parish life, I think that's really good.
2: So yeah. great.
0: That's awesome.
1: Hey, so okay, our other question, and then we'll wrap this up. So we're in the midst of the national Eucharistic revival, um, as you're aware, and we're going to be moving from the diocesan year to the parish year. So, um, what will that look like at uh, the Newman Center? Any thoughts? Yeah.
2: Well, one, we're not a parish; we're a student right, right. center. We have. To, you know, we have to re- <laughs> be clear on that. that over and over again. <laughs> Um, well, we have, so this first year we were able to have Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday adoration from 8 a.m. to, um, about 5.30 p.m.
1: Okay. Beautiful.
2: Um, so we're, the hope is to expand that to five days this coming, coming year. Um, and then, um.
1: You did some things out on
0: campus too, right? Well,
2: we've had, um, Eucharistic processions. Uh, we did two this year, um.
0: How have those been, this is just a random, really yeah. random ta- tangent. How have those been received by, like, the university in itself?
2: Well, um, you know, it's interesting is, I mean, because we're a student org, yeah. you know, we have access. You know, we can reserve space. You know, yeah. we can do things like that. Yeah. Um, and the university is very respectful oh, to yeah. us. And we're, you know, very respectful to them. And, you know, so I um, I, I think it's simply just saying, hey, we're going to do this, yeah. and, and they're fine. You know, yeah. there's no, there's never been any any issues at all with it. Um, you know, I do get like from faculty members or from other students um, that you know they'll like, yeah, my st- one of my non-Catholic students mentioned that this procession and everything yeah. like that, okay. and you know, I think um, you know, I think one of the things that's really interesting, maybe it would not have been the case with you know my. You know, generation of people. Um, But we really don't get heckled. People are respectful, you know. I mean, there's no, there's not been any, you know, like there have been three, I think, historically in the last year and a half, there have been three Eucharistic processions on campus Uh and there have been been no issues awesome. you know we had mass in the union yeah for for ash I wednesday yes. was that packed. was that was yeah. unreal i would yeah. to the 5 p.m one yeah like it was, was crazy
0: I, I think i asked pat McNulty, who mm-hmm. you've had on conversations we need to probably have him on the proclaim mm-hmm. podcast and but i remember t- like finding him and i was like i got there like probably five minutes late yeah and there was absolutely no way I was getting him to take pictures because Bishop was there. It was yeah. But I think the final number was like six, like over six hundred easily. Yeah,
2: wow. yeah. I mean, it was the the two evening masses were. I yeah. mean, they were over six six fifty, probably over seven hundred. Yeah, easily. So. Yeah, it, I felt like at the eight PM, like people were hanging from the ceiling. You know, like it was that. crazy. <laughs> like it was, that cra- it was at the Newman bottom. Center. Oh that yes, one yeah. Okay, okay. But um, one of the you know one of the things that Bishop has really asked us to do is to emphasize liturgical formation um this year. So we are bringing in some speakers to kind of address that, and then also kind of gear um, formation. Um, through um, we have a Tuesday night student evening so a lot of the a lot of that will be geared to liturgical formation probably we I haven't quite figured it out yet but probably doing something um, before the mass masses on Sunday to kind of, um, explain aspects yeah. of like the mass, ongoing but yeah, we and, really yeah. need to teach people how to appreciate the mass. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the whole kind of purpose yeah. of of the whole Eucharistic revival. And, Absolutely. And yeah. you know, Bishop has told me that f- specifically for the Newman Center, but also he wants to see it across the whole diocese. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's a big a big you know adoration and Eucharistic processions are really important for the Eucharistic revival, but It has to point towards... It has to point towards the Mass, and we really need to help people to appreciate and understand the Mass even more. So that really, I think, is going to have to be... Yeah, and I think
1: that's how we'll implement this successfully, even across the nation, in places where it's like, yes, we're adoring Christ in the Eucharist because we're growing a deeper... You know, going deeper into the Mass. That's... Yeah. 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 So, all right. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of amazing things going on, and I can't believe you're not exhausted and... Sleeping on the table right now, but, but we appreciate your time here today, Father, and we hope to have you back soon. Thank,
2: Thank you. you. Take care. God bless.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Proclaim Columbus podcast. And until next time, go and proclaim God's glory.